As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi all. So it's just me. Um, Zach is still in Mexico. And so I decided to bring on our guest, Catherine O'Brien. You all are in for a real treat. So Catherine's specialty and what we're going to be talking about today are tips and basically just advice that you, that Catherine, this is really about Catherine, what Catherine wished she had received when she was preparing to have her very first child. So if you are someone who is expecting Um, a baby, if you are in the thick of the weeds of having a newborn at home, or maybe you are a parent of a parent um, who is expecting, this would be an amazing episode to send their way. Let me tell you a little bit about Catherine. So she's a licensed marriage and family therapist, just like me. um, And she's also founder of happywithbaby.com. So if you're interested in knowing more about Catherine, the workshops that she offers, the book that she wrote, Happy With Baby is where you want to go. But she acts as the California State Co-Coordinator for Post Partum Support International, and she's also helped to establish a mother's heart in Sacramento, where mothers with perinatal and anxiety disorders go to receive support. So additionally, she's also participates in the Sacramento Maternal Mental Health Collaborative. Um, and she and her husband have a son and a daughter. Um, I asked her in the interview how old they are. And so they're busy parents, professionals, and they're also here to support you with your transition into being a parent, but also maintaining a really healthy relationship. So I'm looking forward to this conversation with Catherine. Can't wait to share it with you. So stay tuned. Okay, so I'm here with Catherine and we've already been catching up a little bit because we have a lot in common uh, (laughs) as clinicians, but I would love for our audience to just hear in your own words, like who you are, what your passions are, what are you up to these days? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm Catherine O'Brien, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I knew from a young age I wanted to work with people in some way, like as I thought at one point it was a social worker, then I thought it was a psychiatrist, and then I fell into becoming um, a marriage and family therapist, which Mm -hmm. I love. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until the birth of our first child that I found my true passion in working with new and expecting parents. Yeah. Because I realized I was so unprepared for the impact of bringing a baby home. Yeah. Would have on our relationship. Like I was like, we have a great relationship. What, mm-hmm. what can be hard about a little person coming in and right. doing things and doing nothing for you. <laughs> and like, you never really know what they want and you know, all this stuff and the challenges and just being so tired. Mm-hmm. that um I was like I'm I 
got to figure this out. And then I would hear like other, you know, moms talking and moms groups and stuff. And I'm like, oh, there's, and some of them are, were struggling worse than I was. So I'm like, yes, I wish I had known some of this information <laughs> and I want to tell other people so that they can be more prepared. And so I just kind of started keeping this like running list of things in my head that I wish I would have known. Mm-hmm. And then I had an opportunity to teach a workshop that, so I put, you know, kind of the class together with a childbirth mm-hmm. educator. Nice. And then it worked out that my husband and I started teaching it together. So we've been teaching it a workshop together for over 10 years now. It's 10 no years. No way. Yeah. So, and it's been so fun. So he's not a therapist, but he uh-huh. has the perspective, the dad perspective, the yeah. working parent perspective, you know, going out of the mm-hmm. house and just having, you know, me having a baby, how that had, had impacted him. And, mm-hmm. and so that's, you know, <laughs> that's Which, how yeah. So, okay. I'm trying to imagine. So you started off as a therapist and yeah. then you hit this spot in your own relationship, which I think is therapists, right? Like everybody assumes we have the most amazing relationships yes. or if you're a sex <laughs> therapist, like you have like crazy chandelier sex. Yes. Um, <laughs> like we're immune to struggling, but we do struggle. Mm-hmm. And how I have to ask, how old are your kids? They will be 12. My oldest will be 12 in next month. Yeah. March and my youngest will be eight in April. So. Okay. 12 and eight. So when you first started thinking about your relationship, the impact that your relationship had, um, or the re- impact of bringing a baby into the relationship, this was 12 years ago. This yeah. was a while. Yeah. Wow. So all of these, I'm kind of like alluding this because you haven't even mentioned the fact that you wrote a book, which is why I have you on is to <laughs> talk about this, but it sounds like the the book was written from the workshop. Is that how it worked out? Yes. So I, you know, and then people were asking me questions and wanting more information. And we teach the, the workshop here in Sacramento mostly. And I wanted to share more, like I was getting more questions and people were asking for more information. Yeah. And then it just kind of like, I didn't really think I could write a book, but it just kind of like fell into place. And yeah, <laughs> I do. I love the book. And I was telling you this, that it, like, as I was reading the book, I, mm-hmm. I like speed read. I mean, it was like crazy. I love when I get into a book and I am like, I have to finish this. And I, oh. I was like, I, it just, it just, I don't know. It was really easy to read. I really love the way that you organize the book into like the three separate sections that this mm-hmm. really, it's about me. It's about our relationship. It's about baby, but also you kind of just talked a little bit about it, of like your husband's perspective mm-hmm. and you shared his perspective of like, yes. how do I think about the fact that like the baby's on your nipple all day and I don't get to be on your nipple. <laughs> what yeah. is, how does that make me feel? Um, and I really appreciate that. Cause I think that a lot of of dads go into this and so much information is really geared towards women and that experience, mm-hmm. but it's so important to like really understand what's the experience of a new dad and what's the experience of a dad on this relationship as a, as a man, as a husband also. Mm-hmm. I loved that part of the book. So what is the title of the book, by the way? So if people are listening. Yes, it's happy with baby essential relationship advice when partners become parents. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) The part that I loved was you said, this is the stuff I wish I knew. The stuff that I wish I had known in advance. So is this good for people who are expecting? Is this okay for people who are on the other side and have a newborn at home? Yeah, I think it's good for both. I I find, like I, when I originally, you know, started doing the workshop, like, okay, I want to prep people before they have their baby. But we, Mm -hmm. we, we always get people postpartum as well, because sometimes, 
they're like me and we're like, oh, I've got my, I've got this relationship. I know what I've, you know, I've, I've watched babies before. I have nieces and nephews, but how hard could this be? Right. And then the baby actually arrives and you're like, oh, I've never been this tired. Yes. I went to college and was sleep deprived, but not in the way that sleep deprivation, you know, hurts you. Right. (laughs) Right. And, and just, I mean, I think the constant negotiation that we have to have with our partner that we didn't have to have prior to baby. Yeah. There's things you can't do without their help or you took for granted being able to do all the things. And now Mm -hmm. you can't because you're Mm -hmm. breastfeeding because the baby needs you to rock them to sleep because of all the things that you're learning. Yeah. Okay, so let's, we've kind of like wet everybody's whistle. They now know what we're here to talk about. Yeah. What, I guess I, the thing I want to focus on because this is a relationship podcast and mm-hmm. most people are listening because they want to improve their relationship. What are some of the pieces of advice that you think are most salient, salient for our listeners to understand when it comes to their relationship and introducing a child to the relationship? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think. Well, like you had mentioned, I, I break the, um, the book down into three sections and because mm-hmm. these are like three questions, I think we have to ask ourselves probably before the baby arrives, but if not, after, mm-hmm. definitely after the baby arrives and beyond, like I still, my husband, and I still check in about these questions. And the first one is like, how am I making sure to take care of myself? Because yeah, what am I doing to get the rest that I need? What am I doing to make sure I'm connecting with other people if I need it. What am I doing? You know, basic needs. Yeah. Because I can't give to my relationship and I can't keep giving to my child. It's not sustainable if I'm not first taking care of myself. Yes. And that's a hard one. And it is my first question because it's the one we don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's usually the the back burner. It's like we've done everything for everyone else and right. then some. Yeah. And finally we come back and we're like, oh gosh, I'm I, you know, I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't do anything else. Yeah. So that's my first question. So I think it's like making sure that we're checking in with ourselves of what we need. Right. And then the second question is, what am I, how am I connecting with my partner? And this is, of course, it's date nights. Like I'm a big proponent of weekly date nights. Totally. Currently, we're not able to like really go out. I miss going out for out places with my husband, but it's like, Mm -hmm. how do we find ways to connect uninterrupted why we're home, why our kids are upstairs and we're not or whatever that is, Mm -hmm. but the weekly date nights, but also just regular check-ins. Yeah. You know, the, like, um, the Gottman's talk about that stress reducing conversation. I think that's a big one. It's like, that's huge for on a regular basis, especially bringing a baby home because there are so many new stressors and how are you doing and what do you need and how do Mm -hmm. I support you Mm -hmm. or Maybe there's nothing we can do, but I can listen to you and validate how difficult this is yeah. for you. In my yeah. experience, even if it's diff- if mine is different. Yeah. I find I want to go back a little bit and kind of dissect these a little bit because as okay. you were talking about how how am I doing? What am I doing to fill mm-hmm. myself up? Um, what am I doing to take care of my own self-needs? I remember. And I think this honestly was the ticket to my success, my happiness, and okay. for many reasons. But when I had had my son, so my son is now six years old. Mm-hmm. And when he was a newborn, 
I, the moment I could go to the gym and I probably did this prior to six weeks, like, you know, how you're supposed to wait six weeks after you have a baby uh, (laughs) vaginally. I think I probably hit the gym at like week two or three, but it didn't matter what I was doing. I had a commitment to myself that I was going to leave the house for an hour every Mm -hmm. day without the baby. And if my husband wasn't able to be there, I hired somebody to come in and literally Mm -hmm. just be there for an hour. Cause I didn't trust that I could leave my baby with somebody for two, three hours. It was literally just come to my house for an hour, hold my baby or like just be in the same room and I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to the gym. And that was the one thing I did for myself, but I still remember it feeling like. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is me doing something for me that made me feel so good and made me feel like Mm -hmm. I have, I just filled up. I filled up and I'm ready to come home and now I can be present. Mm Mm-hmm. And you had, you said something in the book, um, that made me go, no way. That is brilliant. You said moms have a way of really like almost setting the tone that when moms are frazzled, it like almost like sets off this frazzled tone across Mm -hmm. the home or when moms are carefree and they like, they feel good about themselves and they're like on standing on solid ground, low anxiety, it Mm kind of sets the tone for the rest of the house. And I was like, oh. That's so true. <laughs> it is true. And that's why I'm like, we, we've got to be able to take care of ourselves. And we need, like, we need that support. We need that community to make it happen, right? Like you were able to get, either your husband was watching the baby or mm-hmm. you were able to hire someone to do that. Like, you know, if there's a grandparent or a friend, the things like, I'll talk to moms about this all the time. It's like, who's offering? Because right. so it is hard, right? It's hard to trust. And I like that you said, just for an hour, just for an hour because, and you can build from there. And that was, that was our thing too. Like, I remember the first time I went out to the store and it was for about an hour and my husband was home and it was like good because he had that experience. He was figuring his, how to do things too. And that was, you know, bond, his bonding time. That's so important. It's like, if we can step away, it helps our partner have time so that they can build that connection too. Cause it tends to take partners a longer period of time because they're not, you know, feeding the baby like we are. They haven't carried the baby for 10 months and those things. So it will take a little bit longer. So you need to give them that time. Yeah. And one of the things I always tell people too, it's like, if you're going to take the baby out and I, I know that's harder to do at this point, but it's finding those like baby friendly places, like giving yourself that confidence to build on, to make it easier. Right. To do. Cause I know yeah. that was, that was one of the scary things for me is like, Oh my gosh, 
have to take this baby out and what if they cry and what if yes. they need to eat and how am I, how am I gonna do <laughs> those things but I'm like I also knew I couldn't stay home for my mental health like I need to have somewhere to go whether I'm going out for a walk every day yeah. or like I would go to a support group of some sort you know and there's yeah. a lot of that online right now but um, it's making sure you're connecting like I think we need to connect with others. I totally agree. Yes. You had mentioned a lot and I don't know, you know, what it looks like in the larger community, but we have something called PEPs, uh, parents of, yeah. mm, I don't know what it stands for. PEPs. Anyway. I can't remember too. <laughs> I know what you're talking about though. Yes. Preschool. Yes. In Seattle. So at, yeah, it was in Seattle when uh, Seattle. where I was raising my son at the time. And I joined this group and I remember the first meeting was when most of the kids were all six weeks old. And mm-hmm. so we load our kids up probably for the very first time. And I remember coming to this house and half of us were in tears walking through the door, meeting each other for the first time because yes. none of us had been out of the house yet. It was literally right. like the first time we left the house with the baby on our own, which was such a huge mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. And we literally just sat there and we're like, hi, my name is Laura. And I can't do this. And just being in tears of like, I'm yes. so overwhelmed and frazzled. And I don't even know if I have underwear on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. And I, it sounds like you had something similar then in California as well of like an organized group of moms right. that could get together. Yeah. Ours was organized like through the hospital. And so you, usually, you know, they would, we would come in. It was usually around like six weeks. As well. yeah. I think that was the first time I went. It was like five or six weeks. And yeah. I was just like, watching there's some there were some um, moms there that had old a little bit older babies so that was always good to see too like oh well look what it can be or they had words of wisdom because you know they have a three-month-old <laughs> or a four-month-old which right. they do because they've been they know exactly how I was feeling or right. how we were feeling and they were able to say like oh it's going to get better like mm-hmm. it's going to get easier you're going to figure things out and here's how you can wear a wrap you know, or something like this will make your life easier. Or like, here's an easier way to like breastfeed or, you know, just like little tips that they had figured out that just made, just felt so validating. And, and Mm -hmm. um, I think that's why we need that. We need those like support groups, that community. Totally do. Yes. And I think it's too, I mean, kind of bringing it back to the relationship of this Mm -hmm. is sort of Esther Perel's idea is that we have too much reliance on our partner to meet all of our needs. And when we're able to outsource our needs, Mm -hmm. like getting the validation from a mommy group, rather than seeking validation from an equally you know, exhausted and overwhelmed significant other, it really takes that load off. And it is important, those stress reducing conversations to have them, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, outsourcing that support that you need as an individual to other people in your network. Right. And I, and I think sometimes our partner can say like, well, what about, you know, they, they can, if they hear what we're struggling with, like, sometimes it's like, oh, well, have you called your friend or like reminding us of things that maybe we could be doing? Like, I tell people all the time, your partner is not your postpartum plan. Like yeah. that's not enough. Like you both need support, yes. right? You yes. both need to have like other resources because it's exhausting for both of you. It's hard for both of you and maybe in different ways, like physically and emotionally, mm-hmm. but you both need that support. And how do you get it so that you can stay connected and supported in your relationship? Yeah. 
I'm with it. I, I wanted to tell everybody because this was a piece of advice where I, was, I again, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a game changer. <laughs> um, so I had mentioned that I have couples that are currently pregnant and they're coming to me more of like preventative. What, what mm-hmm. do we need to do so we can get our relationship on solid ground heading into what we know is going to be added stressors? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things they're talking about is, hey, you know, I know we want to plan to um, bring the baby home and we really want to connect with the baby, just the three of us for a while Mm -hmm. before other people start coming in. How do we communicate that to our family members in a really gentle way? And I said, I'm so glad you asked because Catherine had given me some really great advice in her book. And I said, Make a list of everything that you can have other people do for you, like mm-hmm. a, a honey do list, because what what parents want to do and friends want to do is they want to show up and support you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes showing up and supporting you means that they're cooking a meal for you or yeah. it means they're doing your laundry for you or they're going to the grocery store and picking mm-hmm. up, you know, band-aids because you ran out, whatever it might be. But you said, make a whole to-do list and give it to people so that they actually know how they can be helpful. And I loved that. Right. And then, and I, and I'll say like, let them choose what they're comfortable doing because yeah. like, Hey, this is my, this is my list. I need somehow to get these things done. And what can you help me with as yeah. women? I, as a mom, I know it's hard to ask for help and yes. it's hard to tell people like, Hey, do this. Even yeah. though people will ask us like, what can I do? Oh, I don't, or we're so tired at that moment. We can't even think about what mm-hmm. we need to have done, you right. know? So it's like, Oh, well, here's my list. Like if there's anything you can help me with and it kind of takes some of that pressure off of us. Totally. Of, like, yes. Yeah, I I loved that. I thought that was brilliant. We had people come and make us meals. If my friends are listening, they'll remember. But for probably three months straight, oh, we had awesome. um, people signed up and they would literally just bring groceries over. And I, I will tell you, I totally intended for them to just drop off the food on our doorstep and not come mm-hmm. in. But they would come in with like groceries and they would just go to our kitchen and make us dinner. Mm-hmm. And it gave us an opportunity to actually have some adult time, which was really nice because nice I felt like we missed that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. um, what else is really important? I mean, if you were to just sit with a couple and say, let me just make sure you know about this. This is important for you to know when it comes to your relationship, when you're bringing in a third, what would be something you wish people knew? As wonderful as it is to bring home a baby, as wonderful and how much you love them and oftentimes how much we really want them, you know, or we try really hard to have them, um, that it's still it's still going to be hard. Right. And that people will tell you to enjoy every moment and you're not going to enjoy every moment (laughs) and your partner might enjoy moments that you don't enjoy. And then that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, because we balance each other out and, um, that you're there to support each other and that you're there to, um, work together. And I think it's a bonus when there's other, there's, things that they enjoy that maybe you don't enjoy as, enjoy as much and that yeah. you you it's that teamwork effort like you don't mm-hmm. have to you don't have to like all the same things you don't like have like doing all the same things like maybe one of you loves reading in the evening mm-hmm. and one of you loves doing bath time and uh-huh. like that's okay you don't have to like doing all those things and you don't have to do them all together you can do them separately because that's that's my third question, right? Is like bonding time with baby. Yeah. You know, like what are you doing to make sure you're bonding and like letting each other have that one-on-one time, but then also that time together as a family and letting each other do things 
on their own so yeah. that they have that time. I had, I can't even remember who it was. I think it was just a friend, but their story was basically, they decided to flip flop. So mom went to work mm-hmm. um, right after baby was born for, I don't know, a year. And then dad then took a year off and was home with baby. And they said that was the game changer in the relationship right. was when there was an expectation of dad getting that alone time and Mm -hmm. figuring it out. And I remember one of the things that they, the pieces of advice that they got, and you mentioned this in your book as well, is don't, um, so like if mom was with the baby for the first year, the natural Mm -hmm. tendency is to then say to husband, Hey, um, this is how a bath time goes. This is how they like their Mm -hmm. peas cut up. This is how it needs to be. And it's like, actually, I think dad needs to figure it out on his own. Right. And there's no expert when it comes to parenting in the household, right? right? You have to become your own expert. And I I really thought that was so cool in this particular family. It's not how everything works out. We don't have the pleasures of being able to spend that, um, time alone that would be with a child right wouldn't it <laughs> i know i know um so i just thought that was really cool being able to allow each partner to figure it out on their own how they bond everybody swaddles the baby differently right. neither of you are doing it the right way um or like the only way right like right like there's have, a lot of right ways to do yes <laughs> yes um, so I thought that was really, really great advice. I want to, um, I want to be aware of your time, but I do want, I want people to know, number one, if they are in the California area, you're still doing workshops. Are they live? Are they virtual? What's happening? Yeah, currently um, virtual. And we've done a couple intensives as well, like kind of like, well, two on two, like my husband and I will meet with a couple and kind of nice. workshop. Yeah. So um, that's been a lot of fun to be able to do, but yeah, currently all virtual. Um, mm-hmm. and then hopefully in the future we'll get back to live yeah. in person. I, I miss people. I miss <laughs> people in person. <laughs> right. Like just the pleasure of being able to like smell somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. um, yeah. So what are the names of the workshops that you offer? Yeah. So the, the, the big one that my husband and I teach together is Mine, Yours, Ours, Relationship Survival Guide to Baby's First Year. Awesome. What a cool name. And then your book is basically like the combination of all this information in mm. one place. Where can yeah. people find it? So it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and... I guess anywhere you can buy books. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and usually if people are, and it's not just a virtual copy. I read the virtual copy, but it's a hard, okay. hard copy as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if you are supporting your local businesses, which is so important right now, you can usually just ask for them to order a book for you and they can yeah. find it. And that's happy with baby by yes. Catherine, Catherine O'Brien. Catherine with a C. Yes. Catherine with a C. (laughs) (laughs) And then do you have a website or social media that you like to send people to? Yes. So that's pretty simple too. It's happywithbaby.com. And you can find me on all social media at happywithbaby. So Instagram and Facebook. So that's awesome. You know, I gave up all my social media accounts. That is is awesome. (laughs) But I'm not, I'm not selling a book. I'm not an author, but yeah, that was a big, a big deal for me was to get rid of social media. So if people are listening and they're like, I can't find you, Laura, (laughs) neener, neener, neener. (laughs) You're like, I'm not there. (laughs) My husband doesn't have any social media either. And so we always 
He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, work. Yes, it's work, honey. (laughs) I'm definitely not looking at my college roommate's picture on on Instagram. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Gosh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing some of your wisdom. I wish we had like three. Maybe I'll just bring you back on and you can share more. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. You're welcome. Thank you to Catherine O'Brien. And it's Happy With Baby. In case anybody is still wondering, check it out. I love, love, love the book. And it is such a cool gift for expecting parents. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Something that Catherine and I didn't talk about today, but is really important to recognize is the increase in anxiety and depressive symptoms uh, after the birth of a first child. And it's not just with moms, it's with dads as well. If you are recognizing that it might be time to get a little additional support outside of the relationship, somebody that you can talk to and receive support, go to trybetterhelp.com. We've partnered with BetterHelp so that we can provide our listeners with mental health support no matter where you live. Um, And it also supports the podcast here. If you go to trybetterhelp.com, you'll receive a discount on your first month. It's try, T-R-Y, betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com. And then if you do forward slash M-T-R, that's Marriage Therapy Radio. That's where you get your discount. Hey, thanks so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.